Welcome to this week's Sports Insight Extra podcast for Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Textile Insight, Sports Insight, Footwear Insight, Outdoor Insight, and Sports Style. And it also publishes digital magazines, Sports Insight Extra once a week, Footwear Insight Extra twice monthly, and Textile Insight Extra once a month. Now it's time for this week's podcast. Welcome to the Sports Insight Extra podcast from Formula 4 Media, and today we are speaking with Jason Polstein, CEO of Rippet in Orlando, Florida, a family-owned company whose protective gear, apparel, and other items are focused strictly on the female so- on female softball players. Raised in Miami, Jason is a serial entrepreneur who has created startups in apparel, film, and software services. Uh, good afternoon, Jason. Uh, first, maybe you could uh, tell us a bit about your entrepreneurial nature, including your ventures in film and software, and how you decided to lead your family's sporting goods business there in Orlando. Sure, yeah. So uh, so growing up, um, our dad owned his own construction business, so I think that's where me and my brother kind of got that entrepreneurial uh, was just watching him, you know, do what he was doing. And it's just always in the house. That's just kind of how we, we grew up is with that entrepreneurial spirit. And then as far as those other startups, I mean, I, I always was really into computers. I mean, I started uh, in college as a computer and electrical engineer major, ended up thinking about doing film, then ended up majoring in business. Um, and then after I graduated college, was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with everything. I actually produced a feature-length film with uh, some buddies that uh, that was pretty, actually got distribution, so it was moderately successful. And then created a uh, software as a service company that helps companies with uh, logistics. And that company is still operational now. And then also working with uh, Ripit, which was kind of almost like a little hobby that we created back when our younger sister played softball. Our dad created a product for her. And it was kind of a hobby until it started taking off and then we said hey you know we could probably turn this into a an actual full-time business first of all what was the name of your movie and uh secondly uh, maybe we can give you can give us a little background on the whole idea i i'd read about your father creating the the mask for your sister a little bit about that one that one that occurred one that i guess that was the impetus for rip yeah sure so so the film was uh south of heaven it was a really really low budget feature-length film it was definitely one of the most challenging things i ever did you know low budget film you know shooting over 30 35 days was a very very uh tough experience but you know it, it was fun and i learned a lot as far as you know where the where the company kind of got started with my sister so my sister played softball and she broke her nose and this was way back when uh you know players still didn't wear face masks on helmets so she needed to have a face mask on her helmet and really the only face masks that were available were baseball masks and you know the opening is so much smaller because the ball's smaller that she couldn't really see out of it so our dad you know being an engineer went into the garage uh, took some wire welded a mask together screwed it on her helmet and that was kind of like the first face mask we created was something so she could see out of it better and play better uh, while she had this broken nose. And a couple of parents from the team saw it, wanted one for their daughters. So, you know, we made a few there. And then for, for probably the first year, we were pretty much just like making these out of the garage and just shipping them out of the garage to people. Um, and then one day we had a retailer call and order like 500 of them. And that's kind of when we first had the idea that, hey, you know, maybe we have something here with this this product. It, really, at the end of the day, I think what we stumbled across was softball was such an underserved market and we are kind of tapping into all this demand for products for the softball player. Leads to my next I want to ask you about the underserviced market and underserved market namely women's softball. You know, how so is that you know how come forty years after Title Nine is softball so you know underserved still? 
I mean, what's your opinion on that? Well, you know, softball is like an interesting, interesting sport in the sense that it, it almost always gets lumped into baseball. And while if I use an example, like women's basketball, men's basketball is more or less the same game. Granted, the, the balls may be a different size, but the, the hoops at the same height, the courts the same size, same number of players, all this stuff. You know, it's very similar. But when you look at baseball and softball, there's some things specific to softball that don't really, that aren't really a part of baseball. And when you look at all the brands uh, before Rippet, you know, they're all baseball brands first. That's where, that's where they started that's where they grew up that that's what they know really well and a lot of times it was like hey let's take this baseball product and we'll just kind of pink it and shrink it was kind of the industry term and, and use this for softball and there was not anyone really looking at the softball player and saying hey you know with this sport being significantly different from baseball what changes the product need to be made in order to make it a better experience for the player and that's really what what at rip it we've focused on over the past you know 10 15 years is really looking at the sport of softball and saying how do we make this better for those players how do we make them enjoy the sport of softball more now I wonder if you could maybe talk about the safety issue when it comes to headgear and youth sports. Now, you know, what's your take? You know, statistics have shown that about three and a half million youth athletes suffer from injuries every year and 40% of them to the face. And I know there's been some concern and debate about headgear and women's lacrosse. What, what's your opinion about what can be done better by makers of protective products? And also my second part of that question is, you know, are liability costs still a huge concern to firms who, make, who market these products? I mean, I know obviously in football helmets it still is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess the, the best way for me to answer that question maybe is just to look at the, the feedback we get from parents whose daughters use our product. You know, we, we don't, it's rare that we go a week without an email or Facebook post or something thanking us for, you know, our Rippet Fielder's mask saying that it saved their daughter's life or it kept them from getting a broken nose or uh, knocked out teeth. And I really think at the end of the day, you know, again, this is something that's kind of unique to softball is the fact that, you know, it's such a close game that the, the bases are much closer than baseball. The game's a lot faster. The pitcher's a lot closer to the batter and reaction times are much lower. And and because it's such a short game, players tend to be a lot more aggressive when they're fielding. Like, because you really have to charge for the ball. Like, you can't wait for the ball. You've got to go get the ball and make play or else the runner's going to beat, beat the throw. And when you factor in all these factors together, you start looking at the mask. Well, yes, it, it definitely has a protective property to it. We really look at the mask as it really unleashes the player to play as aggressive as they need to be. They need to play in order to make the play. Knowing that, you know, they do have this protective mask on them. So in the event the ball takes a bad hop, or something like that, you know, it's obviously better than not wearing a mask. Um, it's kind of the way we look at it. You know, is Rippet committed to women's girls only sports products, uh, softball only, or might you consider expanding into other areas such as lacrosse that I mentioned? Finally, the last part of that question, maybe you could tell, talk a little bit about the brand's involvement with softball teams throughout the U.S. and how your company solicits ideas for possible new products. Sure, yeah, so on, on the first part, I mean, Rippet is definitely fast pitch inspired for the time being. I mean, we are, we are laser focused on the sport of softball, really working with players and coaches and parents there to get better products in the hands of these players. You know, our, our athletes to date really haven't been serviced as well as they should be by brands in the space, and we really want to fix that. Looking to the future, I mean, I think that there's still so much opportunity, especially in women's sports, uh, from from a brand standpoint, to better service the customer. So, I mean, we, we always have stuff on our radar of where we think we might go, but for for the time being, I mean, we, we are committed to softball. We are we are fast-pitch inspired, is, is what we like to say. And then the second part of your question was... Have involved with some teams around the country, and you also solicit ideas for products? Yeah, sure. So our product development at Rippet is one of the things that I think really sets us apart from uh, a lot of other people in the industry. So we don't really do any product development in-house. And what I mean by 
by that is we have over 600 VIP teams throughout the country, and they're really our product development team. So we sit there and we we bring them into the office. We have conversations with them over the phone. We email them, and we really first try and figure out what are your biggest frustrations right now as a softball player? Like what is not working well for you? And then when we get all that data back, we we rank that. And we say, okay, this is the biggest thing. This is the biggest impact item we can help people with moving forward. And then once we pick that item, we go back out to these 600 teams and we say, okay, this is what we're making. Help us develop. What what's wrong with the current thing you're using, and how can you make it better? And it's really this co-creation process that we that we've been working on, you know, over the past three four years. This really tight knit co-creation process that is one of the main reasons why we're seeing more and more softball players switching to rip it because you know we're focused on eliminating the the frustrations and the problems they have with current equipment. Finally, you know, before we end our podcast today, products are available in all the big box sporting goods uh, stores in the U.S. as well as direct, or is it just and also team dealers? Just to talk about the distribution where it's available? So Ripper products available pretty much in all the big box. Uh, we have a ton of independent retailers. Um, team dealers have it. We do sell direct on Ripper.com. Uh, our, our philosophy on that is we just want to be where the customer. So, you know, there's customers who shop big box. We want to be in big box. There's customers who shop at team dealers. We want to be there. There's customers who just want to be serviced by the brand. We want to service them uh, as the brand. So really just, you know, focusing on the customer 100% of the time and saying, how can we better not just uh, make product for them, but how can we help them purchase the right equipment at the right price in the right sales channel is really what we're also focused on. Thanks, Jason. I've been speaking with Jason Polstein, a CEO of Ripit in Orlando, Florida, and you've been listening to Sports Insight Extra, the podcast from Formula 4 Media. This is Bob McGee.